Hello. What's up, guys? I'm in a real live podcasting studio right now. That's right. She's upgraded. No more siren noises. No more honking on the main street outside my dorm room. No more sitting at my desk and recording into a USB mic, even though I might still do that like when I'm on vacation and stuff. But right now I'm in my college's podcast recruiting recording studio, which I didn't know existed until this year. I feel like there's so many things about my school that I'm like just discovering this year. And it's like making me so happy because I'm like, wow, there's so much out there for me to discover. And it's just, it, yeah, it's just been fun this year. I'm excited. So this has been a new development, finding out about the podcasting studio and finding out they let random people like little old me record. So I'm super excited. We in the studio today. I also have an announcement. I'm going to be changing my uploading schedule. It's going to be every other week now, so bi-weekly. I googled it, and did you know that bi-weekly can mean two times a month and two times a week? But I mean two times a month, because I've been really just, like, swamped with school and, like, my priorities and, like, joining clubs and whatever. So, long story short, I'm taking a, I'm taking a step back from the podcast, unfortunately. But I just feel like this will make the quality of the episodes better, because if I'm trying to, like, grind out an episode every week and just like burning myself into the ground the episodes aren't gonna be good like no offense to myself but i feel like the episodes have been kind of slipping on quality lately so we um we're trying quantity no quality over quantity from now on and when i'm like on school breaks and like vacations and stuff then i can do weekly episodes and maybe like a bonus episode every month or something but for now i'm just gonna be prioritizing doing every other week, every Tuesday, be there or be square. So that's my first announcement. And let's just do some life updates because it's been a while, you guys. It's been a while since I updated you on my life. Like, oh wait, but first I should, <laughs> I literally forget how to podcast. This week's episode is how to be in your reading era, how to get into reading because lately I have been in my reading era and I want you to be too. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust my mic right now. Now it's closer to my mouth. Hopefully this is better. This is like so foreign to me. There's literally a tripod with a mic on it. I don't even know what type of mic this is. Probably better than whatever I use. Headphones. I can have guests now because there's another microphone, another chair in here. Stay tuned, you guys. Big things are happening. Big things. But anyways, today's episode is how to get into reading. Because there is a time in my life when I just wasn't really reading that much. And recently, in 2021, I really got back into it. So I'm going to be giving all my tips on how you guys can get back into reading, too, if you're in one of those phases. But first, some life updates, because it's been a minute, you guys. We haven't talked in a minute. I am a working gal now. This is one of the things I was talking about, like, one of my new commitments. But I applied for an on-campus job, and I got it, which I was kind of shook, because I remember I interviewed, and I was like low-key I feel like I'm not gonna get the job but I ended up getting it so that's great and then when I did get it I was so excited because I expected not to so that just goes to show that if you don't have expectations for things you're always going to be pleasantly surprised life lesson of the day but I have my first day next Wednesday hopefully it goes well I'm always like scared to start new things because when you're doing something for the first time you're kind of dumb 
and it takes a while to like learn from experience like I remember when I first worked at my ice cream job in high school I was like kind of dumb in the beginning because I didn't know how things worked and everybody hated being on shifts with me then after a while I was one of like the best people to be on a shift with because people thought I was a good worker so hopefully people don't get annoyed at how I <laughs> at how I don't know how to do anything I'm sure everything <laughs> Everything will be fine, but I, I'm kind of nervous for my first day, full disclosure. And also, I applied for a role in SGA, nothing crazy. I'm not, like, senator or anything, but I'm the videographer of SGA now, so that's pretty hype because I like to film things and make vlogs and montages and stuff and editing them, and I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Because if you like doing something, then you practice it a lot and you become good at it. So I'm excited to put those skills toward a club. Two epic dubs. I actually just had a meeting for the videographer thing. And I'm going to be making like informational videos on the SGA at my school. Like, what does the executive board do? What does the treasury board do? Is that a thing? I have no freaking clue what, like, all the things of SGA are. I need to do my research. So, again, I don't look dumb. But if you are looking to be more involved in your school or, I don't know, I guess that's the only thing you can really get involved in, like, your church maybe, your community, just, like, think of something that you're good at doing and think, okay, how can I put those skills toward a club or my community? Because when you're, like, helping people, it's just a good feeling. Let's do the peak and pit segment of the week. If you're new here, I every episode I do the high point and the low point of my week. This week, let's start out with the pit. I literally feel like all I did this week was work. I went out and I like was hanging out with people last Saturday. This was like almost a week ago at this point. And then Sunday, I literally hated myself because I had just had to work all day. And I hate that feeling when you're just like in the library for like six hours on end. I would so much rather just split it up into like two, three hours a day, not be indoors, like in a chair all day. But I have been on my grind. All my midterms are coming up and the teachers never fail every single freaking semester. They cram everything into one semester one semester by they cram everything into one week so you have like two exams a paper two quizzes all in one week and that's literally next week for me I have my accounting exam my Spanish exam and then a paper and a quiz for theology but yeah it's gonna be a stressful week so I'm trying to like get in, get on top of that that's like one of like the biggest time commitments these days is just like making sure I get my homework done and making sure I'm like studying for stuff because that's what college is for but yeah because of that I've been taking a back burner on the podcast I missed a couple weeks ripped the dream but I think I'll be able to manage things more with the new uploading schedule and the peak of my week let's get into the positive was I've been reading a really good book lately it's called the inheritance game series if you're on book talk I'm sure you've heard of it but it's been compared to the movie knives out and We Were Liars, which is a movie and a book I really enjoyed. Very popular. And if you haven't seen Knives Out, it's basically an old man dies and he leaves his entire fortune to this random girl. And it's really fast paced, really such a page turner. And I've been reading for like an hour before bed. And it's just so nice to be off your phone right before you sleep because they make you sleep better. 
and it's just a cozy fall vibe. I would highly recommend. But this is the perfect segue into the topic of today's episode, how to get into reading. I seriously did not plan that. I The peak of my week seriously was just how I've been getting into reading lately, or specifically just reading that book. I just finished the second book in the series, and the third book is The Final Gambit, and it's just brand new. I'm pretty sure it came out like a month ago or something, so all the copies in the library are rented out, so I might just buy it because I really want to read it soon, but maybe I'll get like a physical copy of a book because I think that would be cool. The only thing, like reading physical copies of books is kind of annoying sometimes if you're reading in bed because you can't lay on your side. You can't turn off the lights and then just read by, like, the light of your Kindle. But maybe it would be nice to read a physical copy, you know, just for the vibes. All right, so getting into the topic of today's episode, I just wanted to start out by saying my reading history, if you will. I feel like when I was first learning how to read, I was really bad at it. I learned how to read when I was about six years old. And I had these guided reading books that I was supposed to read out loud to my parents because I was homeschooled. And I would be trying to read it out loud, and I wouldn't know any of the words, and <laughs> I always looked really stupid. But then I completely flipped the switch, and I was obsessed with reading from the ages of 7 to 14. And I remember when I was little, I would go to the library with my mom, and I would check out as many books as possible from the library. I had my own library card, which I really did not need because I never went to the library by myself. But, like... I saw it kind of as like having your having a driver's license because they would take a picture of you at my library for the card. That was fun. And I would read all the books so fast. I would get like 10 books and then just like read them all in a week. I was obsessed with the Nancy Drew books because my friend Mary and I would compete against each other to like read the books the fastest. And I remember she would be like, oh, yeah, I'm on like book 12. Like, what book are you on? I'm like, I'm on book four. But yeah, I also I loved those books, and I also loved the Magic Treehouse books. I can't really remember like what I would read in elementary school. I feel like it was oh yeah, I loved the Betsy Tacy series. If you've ever read those, it's about this girl that lives in like the 1900s. Her name's Betsy. It's just about her life and like her best friend and stuff. Those books are quite good. I've actually reread that series a lot of times because it follows her like through high school and through college and like getting married and stuff so that's fun and then in middle school I started reading stuff like the babysitters club Anne of Green Gables the series I remember my friend Mary also put me onto those because she had like all the books in the series and she would let me borrow them and the Harry Potter books those defined my childhood I went through a bit of a Harry Potter nerd phase in the sixth grade I used the term a bit loosely because I read those books every year for like six years, like from the ages of 12, no, 12 to like 14 or 15. I read them like six times. I feel like, am I completely making this up? Like, oh yeah, because I wasn't allowed to read the later books in the series when I was in middle school because they were too like teenagery. And so what I would do is I would just reread the ones that I could read every year. So like books one through three, and then And then the next year, I would be allowed to read the fourth book, and then I would read books one through four, and then the next year, I'd be allowed to read the fifth book, and you you get what I'm saying. So in all, I probably read them, like, at least seven times, because there's seven books in the series, and I still reread them to this day. Like, I reread them this year, actually, 
And I had this Harry Potter <laughs> I am exposing myself here, but I had this Harry Potter board on Pinterest and that thing got like a hundred followers. And it would literally just be like Harry Potter quotes and like memes of Harry Potter. And yeah, I was obsessed. But that's like when my comfort book phase began. Because from middle school to high school, I would literally just read like the same series every over and over again. Like I would never read any new books. And in the eighth or ninth grade, I loved fantasy series, and that's like all I would read. Like the Hunger Games, the Legend series, Percy Jackson, the Lunar Chronicles. Those were my thing. And I basically just reread the same fantasy series all throughout high school because they just relaxed me. And I would never really discover any new series that I loved in high school because I was too busy like doing my assigned reading for school. And all the books they assigned me in high school were so trash. And so that kind of just made me, that kind of just ruined reading for me because I'd hated just like reading a chapter every night for homework and then like answering questions about it and having like pop quizzes. So I kind of, I kind of lost the love of it for a little bit there in high school. So yeah, I was basically just rereading the same series throughout all those years. But then my senior year of high school, it was the winter of 2021 or the beginning of 2021 I rediscovered my reading roots this was when quarantine was still kind of a thing like all my friends like couldn't hang out my senior year so I was just bored being cooped up inside we were all online classes I never really saw anyone outside my family and so I bought the first book of the throne of glass series by Sarah J Mass. And these books just ignited a love of reading in me again. I was so sad when I finished that series, but it kind of got bad towards the end anyways, so I don't know why I was so sad. It was It's a long series. It's like eight books, and every book is like 500 pages, I want to say. But it's definitely like more of a page-turner vibes, so it goes quickly. Moral of the story is, if you used to be re- into reading but school or like life circumstances ruin it for you. It's not too late. You can still heal your inner child. It only really takes one book that you're obsessed with to get you back into reading, which I'm going to be talking about next. You need to start out with a page turner if you're trying to get into reading. If you're trying to read consistently, you need like one book that just like shows you that reading can be fun. And for this reason, don't stray away from the cliches and like the really overhyped books because they're probably talked about for a reason. Like they're probably not as good as everyone says, but they're probably good and they'll show you that reading can be fun. So here are my favorite recommendations to give to new readers. First is Harry Potter. You, I talked about Harry Potter for like five minutes already, but you have to read it because I feel like everybody just watches the movies and then they think that's what Harry Potter is, but the books are so much better. I'm not even just saying that. And now's such a good time to read it because it's fall vibes and it takes place in a magic school in Britain. So very cozy, dark academia. And it's some of it is spooky for spooky season coming up. And once you get into it, you read the whole series and then that's like seven books you've already read. So you're gaining confidence in reading by that point. Another book I would recommend is Gone Girl. This is a thriller suspense novel, so it keeps you on your toes. The premise is that one day this wife's, this guy's wife just disappears, and he's the main suspect in the case for killing her. And it's told from his point of view, so it kind of makes you think, like, 
it's is this like an unreliable narrator like what's going on here but I loved the mystery of this book and how it kept me guessing and I feel like thrillers are great for like the Halloween season I watched the movie adaptation of this I feel like I might have talked about this on the podcast but the the movie just did not do it for me I feel like the book was just so much more detailed and clever and then the movie I didn't really agree with like the casting choices of the main characters like it wasn't really how I pictured them talking and stuff so the movie was kind of trash but um the book is very good next it ends with us I recommend it but only if you take a lot of spice in your books if you know what I mean six in latin (laughs) I'm five years old (laughs) I normally prefer not to have that in books but this book was also a page turner and it was great read so I can look past it like It's honestly better not to know what it's about, like, going into it and just, like, be surprised. So I'm not going to say too much about it. But that was a book this summer that I finished in, like, two days or something. And I've been seeing, like, so many people reading it. Just, like, whenever I go, like, for coffee, like, someone will be reading it. It's, like, so crazy how, like, our entire generation, like, latches onto things and then, like, everybody's doing it like everybody's reading this book right now my next tip is to read classics and I feel like it's good to read them because they give you a greater perspective on worldviews and they're more rewarding to read than page turners and like romance novels because they take longer they have more complex language and my view is you if you read something harder it's easier to get into books that take less time and are like quote-unquote easier because then you have more confidence in your reading ability by that point And I feel like classics are just something that, like, everybody should read, you know? Like, they're assigned in school, but you're never going to appreciate them if you're, like, forced into reading them. But I think that everybody should take some initiative, read classics on your own, and just develop your opinion on worldviews, you know? The Outsiders, I read that in seventh grade, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I I didn't appreciate it when I was assigned to it, but then I reread it, I think, last year. And it's a pretty easy read by a classic standpoint, hence why I was assigned it when I was 12. But it's about two rival gangs, and it has really lovable characters, it'll make you cry. The Narnia books, it's a, I'm sure you know what Narnia is, but it's a fantasy series about four children who discover the alternate world of Narnia. It's a children's book, but it's super entertaining and clever. And it's really funny, too. And this is another series that you should just read just to, like, appreciate how they're better than the movies even though the Narnia movies are pretty good I have to admit my family just like literally quotes the Narnia movies (laughs) like the bible like it's so weird we're all just like raised on the same movies and so whenever somebody says like a quote from a specific movie we used to watch when we were kids like we all know what it's from it's funny also the book thief this was more of a recent classic but I think it's considered a classic it's about this child, Liesel, in World War II, and it has a unique narrator because it's narrated by death, and it will also make you cry, so you should definitely go read that. Those are some more, like, beginner classics, because if you don't really read and then you try and read, like, East of Eden or, I don't know, what's a really hard classic to read? The Scarlet Letter. I've never even read that. <laughs> like, Shakespeare? I feel like you're going to get burnt out. But those are some beginner level classics not to sound condescending but my next tip is get yourself a library card I know I know it sounds obvious but you would be surprised at how many people don't have library cards these days 
And I used to spend so much on Kindle books on Amazon before I knew about Libby. It's this app that you hook your library card up to, and then you can borrow library books on your Kindle. And so if you're more of an e-reader gal like me, then you can get Kindle books from the library, and then you don't have to buy them off Amazon, even though Kindle books are usually more cheap than paper copy books. But trust me, trust me on this one. This will save you a lot of money. My next tip is to include your friends in this. Make a book club with your friends. If you and your friends are both trying to get into reading, then why not make it fun? This can motivate you to read more. You can talk about the books that you just read with your friends. You can get together, eat snacks, make a party out of it. Everybody bring a different snack, discuss the book, and it's just a party. I also have another idea for this. What if you had a PowerPoint night that was book themed? So you each read, like, say, the Harry Potter series, and then you each get a character from the book, and then you do you have to do, like, PowerPoint presentations revolving around that character. Like, if you had a Harry Potter, you could do, like, all the Harry Potter characters as Shrek characters, or, like, the best Harry Potter ships, stuff like that. But if you have friends motivating you to keep up with a hobby, then you're more likely to finish it because everybody's doing it and you can motivate each other. Also, set a reading goal for the year. It's kind of late to do one now, I guess, but um, for 2023, you could say, I'm going to read 10 books in 2023. This is a pretty manageable goal. You're reading like one book a month, give or take, and by the end of the year, you can say, okay, well, maybe I could have done more than that. And then the next year you read two books a month. Like that's what I'm doing this year. I have a goal of reading 24 books in 2022. And I think I'm two away from achieving it. And I'm glad I didn't like tell myself to read like 50 books or something. Cause that kind of would have like ruined just reading for fun for me. What I do is I just read for like half an hour before bed. And then if I have time during the day, I'll read then too. But I'm glad I started small because this is the year that I was kind of just getting back into it. Last year, I only really read one series and then like a few one-off romance books. But this year, I read like the whole Harry Potter series and then like more books I got recommended from YouTube and stuff like that. But it wasn't really that hard to read two books a month. And then there were some months that I read like four books. So it got me ahead of the goal. But now I'm at the point where it's something I want to do before like, I fall asleep, and um, I think that setting a goal can motivate you to get out of the slump too, because you're like, okay, well, I don't really feel like reading it tonight, but if I want to reach my goal, then I have to. But along, <laughs> literally saying the opposite of that, if you're reading a book and you're like 30% of the way through and you're like, this is boring, then just don't finish it, you know? Like... I used to, like, force myself to finish books just because, like, I bought it from the Kindle store. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to finish it because I spent money on it. But now I just um, get it from Libby. So since it was free, I'm, like, fine with just, like, returning it to the library. And I did that to the Every by Dave Eggers. I was just, like, literally, like, 70% of the way through, and I was, like, this is, like, getting boring to me, so I was just, like, whatever. I literally spoiled it for myself by looking up a plot summary, because I wanted to know what happened at the end, but it was just moving too slowly for me, but I'm glad I did that. And if you're listening to yourself and you're going with the flow, that's the only way you're really gonna love reading. My next tip is to 
use social media to your advantage to find new books to read. I watch booktubers on YouTube. My favorites are Haley Pham and Carrie Can Read, and they both do, like, well, Carrie Can Read does more, like, plot summary books and, like, her favorite books of the month and um, book recommendations and stuff. Haley Pham does, like, reading vlogs and shows herself, like, finishing books and recommends a lot of fantasy books. All of the, Both of them do, like, mostly fantasy recommendations, but I've gotten so many good recommendations from them. Also, Kenzie Burke, she has a podcast, the I Love You So Much podcast. I follow her book Instagram. I think it's called KZ Book Club. No, KE Book Club. I'm glad I fact-checked myself. But she just posts book reviews and a lot of romance and thrillers and, like, memoirs and stuff like that. So I've been enjoying utilizing social media to my advantage. If you want some book recommendations from me, however, just keep listening. So I'm just going to do by genre my favorite books that I've read so far. If you are an avid reader, then you've probably heard of these before. But if you're new to reading, I got you. So first, for fiction. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is one of my favorite fiction books. It's about this girl who's doing a biography about an aspiring actress in, like, old Hollywood. And she's gotten married seven times, so but nobody really knows why. And so she's doing, like, a deep dive into her life. It's very suspenseful and keeps you guessing. And there's lots of, like, mysteries and stuff in it. I really enjoyed it. It does have some spice factor to it, so just keep that in mind. I'm only saying that because, like, I prefer not to have that in my books, and so sometimes I'm just, like, blindsided by it if it's, like, a lot in one book, and then I'm like, cool, well, I already bought the book, so I need to finish it. Also, The Inheritance Games, which I mentioned before, but I'm waiting for the third at the library. I might just buy it because... I really want to finish the series, but I like them because the romance is not, like, central to the plot. I kind of like it when, like, the plot is central. The plot is central. I kind of like it when there's a plot that doesn't have to do with, like, the girl's love interest, and then there's also just, like, some romance on the side, keeping things fun. But yeah, I've really enjoyed that series. Romance. Some romance novels I've liked. To All the Boys I Loved Before, the series. I'm sure you've seen the movies for these. It's about Lara Jean and Peter Kaminsky. They were just really cute. I really enjoyed that series. The Selection series. I really liked. It's about basically like the princess version of The Bachelor. So this prince is trying to find a wife and then these girls from all over the land, they're on this reality show about um, like dating the prince and but none of them are princesses. They but I just liked hearing about like the fancy dresses they were wearing and like all the glamour of like living at the palace and everything and to all the boys I loved before and the selection, they're more like YA vibes, so they're not like adult novels, if you know what I mean. I honestly just prefer YA novels sometimes. I'm literally almost 20. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked all the descriptions in both of these series. Like in the To All the Boys I Loved Before series, she's always talking about like her scrapbooking and um, just like the cute hobbies she does. And yeah, it's just cute. For fantasy, I've read a lot of fantasy series in my day. I'm kind of less obsessed with them than I used to be, but I won't say no to a good fantasy series every now and then. As I said, The Throne of Glass was really good. It's about an assassin who's in a competition to be the king's champion, and the plot... Okay, so that's like the first book, but everything changes as the series goes along, which is a huge theme of Sarah J. Mass. She'll... (laughs) 
she'll write one book and you'll think that's what the entire series is going to be about. Then it'll be like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but everything changes. Also, The Court of Thorns and Roses is also by Sarah J. Mass. The first book is loosely based on The Beauty and the Beast, but that also changes. So if that's not your thing, don't worry. All of her books are super long, so they can be a bit of a time commitment. I'm a fast reader, so reading 500 pages, I can do that in like a week. But maybe don't read these if you're like looking for shorter books. The Legend series, I really liked in middle school, but it was a it's a dystopian novel. Let me just read the plot summary because I haven't read it in a long time. But what was once the Western United States is now home to the Republic, a nation perpetually at war with its neighbors. Born into an elite family on one of the Republic's wealthiest districts, 15-year-old June is a prodigy being groomed for success in the Republic's highest military circles. Born into the slums, 15-year-old Day is the country's most wanted criminal, but his motives might not be as malicious as they seem. There's three books in this series. They're all super well done. They're by Marie Lu, and I used to really like the series. I haven't read it in a long time, but I'm pretty sure I've read it multiple times, so that shows you something. The Lunar Chronicles. This is one of my favorite series of all time, and I love all the characters in these books. The best way I can describe it to you is it's like Star Wars combined with fairy tales. The first one is based off the Cinderella story, but it's like this sci-fi novel, basically. It's like in this futuristic society. It's really cool. It's about a cyborg. She's the Cinderella figure. And then the next book is um, Beauty and the Beast. Or no, was it Little Red Riding Hood? And then the next one, I think, is Rapunzel. But they're not like one-off books. Like the same characters are in each book. But yeah, really good. And I really love this series, so you should give it a try. Also, the selection is fantasy too, I guess, because it's in like a dystopian society, kind of. Like an alternate America, if you know what I mean. But I've also reread that series multiple times. As I said earlier, I went through a phase where all I would do is like reread my favorite series. I also asked you guys on my podcast Instagram, what are your favorite books? So I'm going to read those submissions right now. Come Back to Me by Mila Gray. The Outsiders. Yes. Great Expectations. Gone Girl. The Hiding Place. And The Count of Monte Cristo, abridged version. I've never read The Count of Monte Cristo, but that just makes me think of a Monte Cristo sandwich. Book That Got You Out of a Reading Slump. I also asked you guys. Someone said Animal Farm, which I haven't read, but my brother said this. He said Animal Farm. But he listened to the audiobook, and the narrator of the book is really good. And he does, like, cool voices for all the animals and stuff like that, so I want to try listening to the audiobook of that. Someone said Kids Book, but it's so well written. The Candle Makers. The Paper Palace. Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay, I'm going to be trying out those books because I literally have not read any of those. And then I also asked you guys, do you like to read? 88% said yes, 12% said no. And I will be looking at who said no. I just like posted those polls and then at the end, no, I posted those question boxes. And then at the end, I was like, do you like to read? So I'm guessing everybody who said no just like taps past the first stories. But yeah, that's all I got for today, guys. I don't know if you can tell, but I was super tired while I'm recording this. It's like 5 p.m. right now. 
been a long day. I only have one class on Fridays, but it just takes it out of me, you know. And I've also been studying for my exams on Monday, so yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this how to get into reading podcast episode. And please be patient with me on the uploading schedule because it's tough out here, you know. The balance is real. The finding the need to find a balance is real. If you guys want to send me any suggestions for this podcast, you can DM my podcast Instagram. If you want any of your submissions to be included in these episodes, then make sure to follow it. It's called Teresa Tells All on Instagram. Okay, guys. Bye.